I think everyone in business would benefit from at least taking a week out and focusing on big picture stuff. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip, and they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fun That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever, and you'll get a free deal analysis tool that'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports. And that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show we're cut out of fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We're talking to a previous best ever guest, Mickey McNeese. Well... She told us all about her best ever advice in episode 373, so we're not going to get into that. Instead, we're going to talk about a sticky situation that she was recently in and how she overcame it. First off, how are you doing, Mickey? I'm well, Joe. Thank you. Nice to have you back on the show. A little bit about Mickey in case you missed it last time. And if you did, shame on you. Go listen to that episode after this one. It's episode 373. She is the owner and she's broker and investor at 33 Zen Lane, which is a Denver-based real estate team that focuses on investment-minded clients. She owns rental properties, holds notes, flips houses. Obviously, she's based in, well, that's actually what we're talking about. Her company is based in Denver. She, I don't know what she what what she's claiming right now. She'll tell us a little bit about that, where she's based. And the outcome of our conversation today is to learn what do we do if we are so bogged down in our business that we need to take a step back and refocus on the big picture and really make our business thrive. And that sounds like it could be fluffy, but it's not. This is real stuff that every one of us will come across when we get too bogged down in our business. What do we do to focus on the big picture? She's going to talk us through her story. So that being said, Mickey, you want to tell the best ever listeners just a little bit about your background, and then we can dive into what your story is? Sure. So the short version is I have been in real estate since 2011, been a commercial realtor, I've been a residential realtor. And then as I got busier and busier with my business, I started bringing on other agents and becoming more of a mentor and managing my company than doing the day-to-day agenting work. 
and yeah, as you said, I've tried a little bit of everything. I've got a couple small notes. I've done a handful of flips. I'm actually just going into my first syndication investment, which I'm very excited about. And I'm just trying to figure out how to do all of that and keep my business running and scaling and growing at the same time. And so keeping your business running, scaling, and growing, that's the focus of our conversation today because your company's based in Denver, but you haven't been in Denver for a little while, about four months or so. How come? What's the deal? I actually found myself getting really burnt out. And like most small business owners, I was saying yes to a lot of things I shouldn't have been, like picking up the mail or taking a last minute showing doing things that I should have been delegating to others, but just found it easier to do on my own. And so for me, I realized I was either going to burn out and shut things down, or if I didn't want to give up all the hard work I'd put in over the few years, I needed to figure out a way to step back from my business. And I did that in a little bit more of a drastic way than most people would. I joined a digital nomad travel program, which is a program that's organized for people who can work remotely And they basically provide accommodation and workspace in different locations around the world. And you just show up and do your job. So I decided to take a risk and see if I could manage my business from other places. Hmm. What's the name of the company? The one I chose to go with is called Hacker Paradise. Really great positive experience with them. Okay. All right. So where have you been? I mean, your business is based in Denver for the last four months. Where have you gone? I have been in California a little bit. I spent some time with family before I decided to go traipsing around the world. And then most recently been in Southeast Asia. I was in South Korea for a month, did a little traveling in Cambodia and Laos, and then was based in Chiang Mai and Thailand for a month. And then come January, I will be headed down to Buenos Aires for two months. How much does this cost? You know, interestingly enough, it costs about what it would cost me to live in Denver. You know, I pay a program fee, which gets me my office space and my accommodation. And then we've been living in places like Thailand where you can eat just ridiculously cheap. So you could do this full time and actually live well below the cost of living in most cities in the U.S. All right. So you've been doing this for four months. I'm sure you've had a chance to assess the business results, pros and cons of how your company has progressed or regressed since you've been gone. What's the story there? Yeah, it's been fascinating because I kind of went into this with the expectation that it was possible that my business would completely fall apart and that I would have to start all over, but I decided I was okay with that. And the few cons have just been, one, educating people You know, I don't lead with new clients with, hey, I'm in Thailand right now. You know, I bring it up after we've had a phone conversation or something so that they realize I am accessible. I'm not on vacation. That's a really hard thing, just telling Mm -hmm. people I'm not on vacation. I am working. And the time zones. I probably wouldn't choose to locate myself somewhere that's almost opposite night and day to Denver because it's just taxing on me. I have to do late nights and early mornings. But the pro side of it is that I have been able to be so focused on building systems that my business needs and just doing what is essential that we've actually had our best month ever. And I closed my largest deal ever as well while I was in Thailand. Wow. Best month ever since you've had it in what, 2011? Yep. Wow. And your largest deal. How do you close on a deal while you're traveling around the world? You know, it's great. I'm very much a relationship 
based brokerage. And so I have clients that just come back to me again and again. And so some clients called me up and said, Hey, can we see this house? And I said, absolutely. I have someone in Denver who's there to do showings. So she took them to see the house. They decided to write a cash offer on a very expensive property. And I did all the contracts via e-software like I do normally and had phone calls with them when I needed to. My assistant on the ground went to the inspection and it took us about two and a half weeks and we closed right before Thanksgiving. Is there, and I know <laughs> it's tough to be transparent on this question because it's a public interview, but I'm going to ask it. Is there any hesitation knowing that you're not there and you're handing off the relationship to people on the ground and you're not able to oversee that process with such a potentially large transaction? That has been one of the more interesting things that results that I've seen. In this instance, this is a client who I work with their family over and over, and they know me and trust me. And actually, the last time we closed a transaction, neither of us were in the state. So they're comfortable with that. And that's like an indicator of what I've been finding is that there are people who probably wouldn't come on as a new client because they don't know me well enough to trust that I will manage things from afar. However, I have found more often than not that my new clients completely understand. I've just picked up a client who has a law firm that he runs in another state but wants to live in Colorado. So he gets it. And then I have some just some home buyers who both have remote jobs and they're relocating to Colorado because that's where they want to be. So it's kind of cool because I think I'm connecting more with my right clients and we all kind of enjoy working with each other more because of that. Digging into some of the pros, because you got pretty tactical, which is great on the cons. Usually I have to get in deeper on the cons to, to pull those out. But you got you got in very specific on the cons with time zones and telling people you're not on vacation, which both of those things I imagine are on repeat, I'm sure. But as far as the pros go, as a best ever listener, as I'm listening to this, I'm trying to think, okay, I want to travel the globe. I want to be in South Korea. I want to be in Thailand. I want to be in Southeast Asia. How do we do this? Besides go to this company, like how do we structure our business the way you're doing it? What are some things we can learn from it? Well, what I like about it is because whether you're someone who wants to travel around the world for the rest of your life or whether you're someone who just maybe wants to be in a different location or just take breaks periodically, all the prep work you would do for something like this is the same kind of prep work you should be doing, in my opinion, as a business owner to get to the stage where you can be just that, where you can be a business owner and not a worker. And when I say that, what I mean is that I've done something that's called the acts of freedom. You basically make a long list, everything that you do in your business, from answering phone calls to sending emails to filing to showing homes, whatever it is. And then you basically identify what of those things do you not want to do eventually. Now, when you're a business owner, if you still want to bring in new business and interview new clients, great, go for it. If you don't, someone else is going to have to do that. And that helped me start to identify who are the people I need or what are the automated systems I need in place to take those tasks off my plate so I can be somewhere else or so I can actually be somewhere else and be on vacation at the same time. What are some specific things that when you created your acts of freedom list, you listed that you wanted to do? For me, I love driving new business. I love talking with new people and hearing about their real estate goals and helping them get the information that they need to start taking action and to make action plans. So I like that part. And that's something that a lot of my agents don't like to do, or it's just not their strong suit. 
So there's that. There's really not a whole lot else on my list yeah. other yeah. than that. <laughs> Did you have a fairly long list on things you wanted? I have a very long list, and it's, <laughs> I'm still working on my list. I only just hired a transaction coordinator. I've been telling all my agents to use one. The reason I couldn't take my own advice, and I hired one last month, and boy, is it the best thing I've ever done. If you look at the list of things that you want off your plate, what do you think, if you had to guess, would be the last thing that gets off your plate? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the last thing, and it's just because I'm such a control freak, is that I don't want to have to be on call. I don't want to have to be ready for that call or that email to come in or for someone to call me with a problem and be available in the moment. I'd like to have enough things in place that if I can't get back to you for 20 or 4 or 48 hours because I'm on a hike or I'm having a technology-free day, that things aren't going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What's your time frame for when that will be off your list? <laughs> yeah. Well, so funnily enough, I have a business maturity date of December 11th, which is two weeks away. Holy cow. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to quite make that, but I have made great strides towards it. What I need to do is train up a couple new agents and stop running deals myself, just handing them over to other people and letting them run them. So my goal is spring. Okay. How many months ago did you create that acts of freedom list? Probably two years ago. Two years ago. So you've been working on that for two years? Off and on, yeah. Did it take you a year and a half to prepare to travel or were you not focused on that for a year and a half? I've always had the dream of having a location independent business. I didn't think it would be my real estate business because I just didn't think that was possible. But no, I only learned about this kind of traveling, this remote working from a business coach I was working with back in the spring of this year. She introduced me to something just as an aside. It was really funny. And then I started doing some research and I thought, gosh, I want to do this. So I probably spent about two or three months prepping as best I could, just making sure I had people to do things on the ground. That was the biggest thing. And then while I've been away, I've been able to really say, okay, if I was to take this a step further, what else do I need in place so that other people can manage things that I'm doing now? Hmm. So I kind of just jumped in. And if someone says, you know what, I love what you're doing, I'm going to do it. If you had to give them a word of caution what would you tell them? I would just say, don't just pack up and go somewhere tomorrow. Take a time to think about, because there are things that pop up. I actually wrote an article on unexpected obstacles that popped up. Like I couldn't access my bank account from overseas at first. And then I learned about things called VPNs and different techie things that you can do on the internet to pretend you're in the US and access those things. So they're just things that you won't think about and things that you can't anticipate. So I don't know, read about it. Talk to someone like me and kind of get a game plan going. Also, you want a game plan for, because not everybody can go for four months or just uproot themselves. But I think everyone in business would benefit from at least taking a week out and focusing on big picture stuff. So just make it manageable for your situation. Does the program that you do with Hacker Paradise have weekly getaways or is it monthly? I think their minimum is two weeks, but yeah, you can come for up to two weeks or up to three months is usually how long an individual program runs. And then some of us get addicted and we just keep signing up for new ones. But there are a lot of other places too, where you can just stay in one place at your own schedule and your own time frame. 
Yeah, it's basically forcing you to do the e-myth principle of working on your business, not in your business, right? Exactly. Right. Anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to running a real estate business remotely that you want to mention? It's not directly related to running a real estate business, but I'll say this too. I think a lot of business owners like myself have other things that they just don't find time for. One of my things was writing. I wanted to start getting into that more. And I just took the opportunity to pitch the idea of writing about my experience. And that got picked up at Inman.com. And, and I've been able to write about that for them. And then now I'm writing about other stuff for them. So I was able to kind of branch out and do something that sort of fed my soul, you know, so I have a little more work-life balance. And it's actually hard. That's a good point is it's hard to have better work-life balance when you're afar because one, it's tempting to play tourist yep. and you do have a job and a company to run. Yep. <laughs> I felt like I had to overcompensate just to show people that I was still on top of things. So that was kind of defeating the purpose as well. I didn't want to work more. I wanted to work smarter. Mm-hmm. When you say you got picked up by Inman, how exactly did that happen? I have a client who's a journalist, actually, and he's the one that said I should pitch it to someone. And I thought, oh, I don't know how to do that. But he gave me a clue. And so I just reached out to the editors there and said, this is about real estate and I'm doing something different. Uh Most people wouldn't think you could run a real estate business from another country. So I'm going to write about it. And is that interesting to you? And they said, yeah, it is. So it's actually pretty easy. Did they have you write the first couple articles and then approve them? or? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I won't ask where to reach you because we don't know where you're going to be, but perhaps digitally, what's the best place the best ever listeners can get in contact with you? Go to my website, 33zenlane.com. I maintain a where in the world is Mickey page, which tells you what time zone I'm in and what country I'm in. And you can always email me. And actually my Google voice number follows me around the world. So you can pick up the phone and call me as well. Mm, Okay. So you have a where in the world. Yeah. Interesting. So you're out there flaunting it then, huh? Well, you know, <laughs> I was a little afraid to, like I said, yeah. but then I realized, you know, it's, this is what I'm doing. And if people aren't comfortable with it, then I'm not the right match for them. And, and uh-huh. that's okay with me. Well, it's such a refreshing conversation because as Inman agreed with you, this is a new angle. It's a new approach. Certainly have heard about working remotely, but really, I mean, you're taking it to the extreme and you're forcing your company to run like a company and not uh, kind of an entrepreneurial venture that a lot of our companies and myself included in a lot of ways have built. So I am going to channel some of the stuff that you have mentioned and start continuing to work on my business, not in the business. I love the list of the acts of freedom list. I'm sure that was an article that you wrote, right? You write about that? You know, I didn't. That's a good oh, idea man, then. I man. should. Yeah, that's like, okay. That's made, <laughs> you know, there are some made for TV movies. That's a made for blog topic right there. I mean, that's great stuff. Looking forward to reading that. And as you mentioned, best ever listeners, you can go check out the posts at 33 Zen Lane, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes page. With that being said, I wish you the best. It's great catching up with you. Hope you have a best ever weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work help you analyze if the project's profitable and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? 
The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com.